Welcome to another episode of Harvest Series, a podcast following a four-day experience in Kaplankaya on the southwestern Asian coast of Turkey, filled with fascinating talks and workshops to harvest knowledge and nurture the planet, an event produced by Athena Advisors and Capital Partners. When I work with someone, in a way we can be re- erasing files that are no longer needed or erasing thought and behavior patterns that the body's locked into for a certain reason. Like say, you know, someone was, you know, they hit you once and you're like in defense. Well, your body can sort of stay in defense sometimes if it doesn't have a way to resolve that. And so when the body, what I'm doing with the energy, sorry, I'm having to go there to, <laughs> to be able to, it's even to talk about it, I have to go there and talk about it. Um, is to have the body become aware of actually what it's doing. You know, maybe it's been holding this tension for so long, it doesn't even realize anymore. I'm Rose, a French journalist based in Barcelona. And this episode is an interview made in Caplancaya with chiropractor based in Mallorca, David Biddle. David's reputation precedes him. Not only is he immensely affable and compassionate, but he's also earned the distinction of being one of Harvest's most revered practitioners. People flock to his sessions. They simply feel better afterward. Join me as we delve into the enigmatic artistry behind his healing touch. David might share at the end some techniques to get our energy back quickly. Hello, David. Hi, Rose. It's so great to be here. It's How are amazing. you? I'm on fire. Yeah, as always. Okay. Sorry, I can't, I can't say it another way. I'm just, you know, <laughs> I, I have the session this morning at 7.30 and there in the session and we had an amazing session and uh, I, I had a little break between coming to see you. So I went for a swim and now I'm up here and here we go. Wow. So you can see he incarnates energy. <laughs> Is that great? <laughs> I needed that. So can we explain first to people because NSA like it's right, like exactly. uh, and yes. even network spinal analysis yeah, no, it doesn't, it doesn't really talk too much, much. No, yeah no, exactly no, kind of, so plus yeah. to add another layer of complexity okay. you've yeah. created your own method that's maybe uh, easier the word is maybe easier to uh, to understand like uh, deep energy awakening yeah. so can we talk yeah we'll go through, explain we'll go through the whole all process. this concept exactly. exactly how how it all came together yeah. so network spinal analysis NSA is a chiropractic technique developed by Dr. Donald Epstein from America. And interestingly enough, the first time I learned this, I was in Paris. Ah, good. <laughs> <laughs> right there. Um, and basically, Epstein brought together many different chiropractic techniques, and he's always experimenting and trying different things to see what he could get the best for his clients, for his patients. And he sort of stumbled upon this, this possibility of, of light contacts and the body responding, and he just developed that over time. And Traditional chiropractic is moving bones and helping the nervous system function better. And it's a wonderful technique. It's amazing. It helps millions of people. But network spinal analysis, to me, in my mind, takes it just one step further and helps the body become aware of what's going on. So we use light contacts on the, on the physical body and sometimes on the energetic body to give the being information, to give your person information. And your body takes that information and it has a magic of creating its own strategies for becoming aware of what's going on. And once it's aware, it can actually create change. Because in um, NSA, you're not supposed as a chiropractor to touch. So what happened with, with NSA and its, and its evolution that I've been with, um, we started out, we were always touching. And then sort of got off the body. We could actually begin working off the body a bit. And exactly that, 
Epstein decided that mm, actually we really need as chiropractors to be touching. We can't yeah. really be working off the body. And so that sort of moves into what I've been working with. He showed us that at one point and I said, no, we better go back to touching the body, but I don't live in America. And so I began developing working off the body as well and sort of became something that I've called deep energetic awareness. Okay. So I've been trying uh, one session, yeah. a group session, and I know they're very popular. A lot of people were <laughs> queuing. Yeah, it gets very busy. Yeah. And uh, because they love it. And uh, so we were all um, laying down mm -hmm. and you're coming with your energy. Yeah. And I'm saying well, you look not, almost possessed. Yeah, like yeah. Well, <laughs> possessed. It's, huh? and it's, it's more than me because in, in the group sessions, as, as you remember, Well, there's people receiving on the tables. We also, there's people sitting around and the people sitting around the chairs, holding the space with their focused attention, create an energy field that we're all using. We all draw upon that. When I start to work, I do get into a state. So what, and, which kind of state? Can you explain yeah, that? I just open myself up yeah. to that energy vortex that we're creating. I also add into it and I just allow it to move through me and then things happen. And lots of times it's things I've never done before. And I don't know why I'm doing them or what's happening, but I know it's the right thing at the right time for this person. So what's happening? It's uh, mostly on the spine? Yep, the spine, the spine is an amazing thing. The spine is like an antenna. First of all, it's the super highway for information because all the nervous system goes through the spine from the brain to get to the rest of the body. But if you look at the structure of the spine, it's really, it's like an antenna. And it's an antenna not just for receiving, it's also for transmitting. And, you know, when we talk about transmitting love or transmitting gratitude, that's going out through the body, in my mind, through the spine. How do you know what to do to the person? And yeah. the person usually don't even know what they want. Right. No, no. It's, I'd rather people didn't tell me what they want because that just creates oh. a limitation. Mm -hmm. I just open it up to what this person needs. And it's really about allowing myself to let go of my mind and just let the body, the, the, the bodies speak to each other. And the body just body says, okay, well, I just need this, this, and this now. And so I start working and I'll touch here and I'll work there. And I'll open this up and bring this in. And it just happens. So how do you explain that my body is talking to your body? Um, that's a really good question. Well, first of all, your body's communicating with you all the time. Yeah. Right? Bodies are always speaking to us. We, hopefully we listen to them. But if, it's, if we don't really listen to them, it's like a little child. It's like pulling on your sleeve, mom, mom. And if we don't listen, what do they do? They start getting louder, mom, yeah. mom. <laughs> and when they start screaming, then that's actually what disease and symptoms are. Bodies screaming. Bodies can actually, there's an energetic connection between people all the time. And when you open up to that and allow that, the bodies can actually speak to each other as well. I love for other therapists and chiropractors to see what I do, not because I think they should do it, But I think they can realize just the connection that happens between people, even without touching. Even before you start the massage or before you make the adjustment, there's already communication. There's already energy exchange happening. And how can we make that even more, make that more beneficial for the client, or for the patient? How did you learn to know energy? How did you learn this? To trust your to body? Ah, to, trust. Yeah. That's a big word. <laughs> <laughs> trust is a very big word. It, it's a process. It's a process. You start off and you're not really sure and you see things happen and, you th and you're still not very sure. But I've been lucky in life to always have very sensitive clients and they could give me feedback. And I would do something and, and they would notice like, oh yeah, I'm feeling that. This is happening. This is happening. It's like, okay. And so even though sometimes I don't see something happening or someone doesn't feel something happening, I know it's happening. And what's the impact on the body and the mind and on the spirit for people? Right. 
the body is like a hard drive on a computer. All of the events that we haven't been able to resolve because we didn't have the time or the resources or, or the knowledge, maybe we were small at the time that it happens, it, it holds on to that. It, and it's like, like a hard drive, like I said, on a computer. And so the body, when I work with someone, in a way we can be re- erasing files that are no longer needed or erasing thought and behavior patterns that the body's locked into for a certain reason. Like say, you know, someone was, you know, they hit you once and you're like in defense. Well, your body can sort of stay in defense sometimes if it doesn't have a way to resolve that. And so when the body, what I'm doing with the energy, sorry, I'm having to go there to to be able to seem to talk about it. I have to go there and talk about it is to have the body become aware of actually what it's doing. You know, maybe it's been holding this tension for so long. It doesn't even realize anymore. Like you don't really feel the ring on your finger. But if I walk over and I touch the ring, you're like, oh yeah, that's there. So if I go up there and help you find that tension, that distortion, that defense, and I was going, oh, I'm still doing that? Maybe I don't have to do that anymore. And it's like a snail coming out of its shell and just opening up and going, really? I can let go? And on the mind? The mind gets, mind's a tricky thing. Mind is always working, 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 generally. And that's what it does. And so being able to slow down and go into parasympathetic um, is something that the body learns to do with this type of work because it's suddenly becoming observing that, oh, I'm sympathetic. What else can I do? Oh, I can come down out of sympathetic into parasympathetic. And that actually changes your blood flow to the brain. Did you realize that? When we're in sympathetic mode in the autonomic nervous system, the blood flow to your actually reasoning, okay. thinking part of the brain is actually reduced. And you're just reacting. And when, the, when you can change that, the whole system shifts. You can actually think and focus in a different way. The impact on the spirits. So spirit, we are energetic beings. And the more that you can sense that and enter into that possibility, that shifts your spirituality from my point of view completely. Okay. Okay? When you can, when you can have a firsthand experience of what it is to feel and be energy, that totally shifts your perspective. I mean, there's not machines to measure these sort of things. Yeah. So these come from quantitative or qualitative analysis and, and retrospective studies. And actually with NSA, when I first joined, they had done a retrospective study on 3,000 or 2,300 people, clients, okay. who filled out a questionnaire about their quality of life and wellness. And network spinal analysis was shown to be significantly improved their quality of life and wellness in six different categories. Founded by Dr. Donald Epstein in 1987, Network Spinal Analysis, NSA, stands as one of the research branches of chiropractic care. Its credibility is reinforced by endorsements from key bodies like the American Chiropractic Association, the Council on Chiropractic Education, and the World Federation of Chiropractic. It takes an evidence-based approach to health. Time to inquire with David about the legitimacy of this technique. There is no science yet behind this. So right now you're sitting in your chair. Why aren't you floating around the room? Well, because there's gravity. But you're using gravity to not fly around the room, right? You're yeah. using yeah. How yeah. does it work? We use gravity every day. We yeah. know so much yeah. about gravity that we can predict the movement of planets and galaxies millions of miles away. But you've asked any physicist exactly how gravity works, and they're like, mm, we might know, but we don't really know. So that's two different things. Like, knowing how something works 
and knowing that something works. Yeah. Okay. And you can quantify and look at the results and what's happening without having to know exactly how. Can it be dangerous if it's practiced by the wrong people? Practicing, I mean, network chiropractic is, is spinal analysis is only taught to chiropractors and we have a background in physiology and, you know, it's, it's actually chiropractors. I don't know chiropractors in Europe are the same as in America where we also have 5,000 hours of school, like okay. a medical doctor. Yeah. It's very similar right. to a medical doctor. And in terms of working with energy and working with bodies, when, there's the, when the intention is clear and open, there's really no danger from okay. my point of view. People can go into deep processes and be uncomfortable and holding the space and allowing them to move through it is the most important thing. Before diving into tips from David on boosting energy levels, let's explore the profound benefits of one of the most beloved practices at Harvest. Picture this, a group session with six individuals reclined on massage tables, forming a circle. Surrounding them are 12 others deeply engaged and energetically contributing, while David takes center stage. With ambient music setting the tone, it's a brief yet intense experience where David pours his heart and soul into the practice, demonstrating boundless generosity and wavering commitment. But rather than take my word for it, let's hear from some attendees who've participated in these sessions. Um, I think uh, David's workshop was one of my favorite. I didn't really expect it, um, anything. I, did, I had never done anything like this before. So yeah, I was quite surprised to see how strongly I reacted to it. Um, and I remember like having a lot of physical reaction in my stomach and then in my throat. And, and in the end, I, I remember feeling extremely relaxed and uh, recharged. Yeah, it was really, really powerful. And, um, and I would do it again. From my experience, the first time I did it, I maybe had been a bit anxious, um, you know, before I went to the retreat. And but I felt fine, like when I went into the session. But during... The session, I felt like my heart, my chest and all the way down my arms to my wrists were burning and tingling and I felt really anxious. And he came up behind me and was kind of telling me to release from my heart space uh, by coughing. Once that finished, you know, after the session, everybody left and I was like, I feel like I don't think I can leave this room. And um, then I kind of felt like I needed to cry. And so I did. And then I felt all of that kind of anxiety and uh, tension leave. And I felt a sense of relief. So I was like, oh, my God, I have to go and do that again. So I went again the next day, had a different experience. It wasn't quite as dramatic. Um, but I felt like the need to cough and scream. And I, I literally just thought it was in my head. So I didn't do that um but later David said oh you should have done that why did you hold back uh, so on the final day I went back for one more session and he was like okay you need to scream and I just couldn't do it and it really showed how much I'm obviously afraid of doing the wrong thing or being judged or you know it just showed things like that because I got it was almost in tears just because I, I physically couldn't scream 
even though I was just sat with one person. Um, and again, like after that session, I released so much. I was crying and that just never, you know, I felt completely fine when I went into the session. So it's amazing what could kind of be unlocked and released through that kind of energy healing. So yeah, it was amazing. And I would definitely, definitely do it again. Who comes to see you, David? I... <laughs> I have people from all walks of life, all ages, looking for all kinds of different things. Some people come in, like, like, I'm, like I'm a mechanic saying, fix this. And there's people like that, and I can help them. But most people come to see me looking for a change in their life, change in how they relate to themselves, how they relate to the world. They might have had some physical or, or trauma in the past or some emotional trauma, and I can help, work to help them release that from their body. Because a lot of times I get clients from psychologists. You know, they've been working on the, the mental aspects of things. And they get to a certain point and they just don't advance because it's still part of it's in the body. When I can release that, they can move ahead. So you freeze the energy and locked. Sometimes the energy yeah. is locked somewhere. Mm -hmm. Is there a good energy and a bad energy? Oh, my favorite question. <laughs> my favorite question. So to me, energy is like light. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Is there good light and bad light? No. no? Mm -hmm. I can have a flashlight, right? And, in the, and that flashlight, I can shine it in your eyes. And that's not very nice. Mm -hmm. But with that same light, I can light your way. So to me... Uh, in the, in the past, people have come into my office and say, oh, your office is so clean. Like, well, someone comes and they clean, right? It's like, no, there's none of that black, sticky energy in here. It's like sometimes in therapist's office, you know, you can sense that. And I thought, huh, that's interesting. I, I never even contemplated that possibility. And I think because that's not even part of my universe, we don't create it. Right. Uh, that's my, my take on things. Wow. How many sessions do you usually need? Can you... Someone feeling fixed in one session yeah. or more long term? Um, well, that's a, that's, I love that question too. So mm -hmm. the group sessions that I'm doing here at Harvest kind of developed from something that, from working in health fairs. I would be in a health fair showing my work and explaining it to people and I would work on someone on a table. And it's interesting work to watch. And so there would be a crowd gathering. And so there's, you know, 20 people watching what I do. Amazing things would happen and things that would normally take five, 10 sessions suddenly happened in one session. Yeah. And because of the focused energy of the people watching, adding into the, into the mix. And so I would see the people I'd worked on maybe two or three years later, and they come up and say, oh, you're the one. You did this thing to me in, in the health fair. It's just one session and my back pain from 10 years went away or something, some wow. other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing. When we did a session, I saw a lady crying. Sure. Is it something that you get a lot? Crying? Crying. Okay. So emotion is energy in motion. It's energy moving, it's energy releasing. And so often we see that. And it, and it can be crying, it can be laughing, it can be any kind of, of emotion moving and changing. But people tend to store their emotions in a way that it's released with crying when I work with them, yes. And as you remember, the part of the, the work of the people holding the space was to allow them to do that and to take away any Break, you know, take the brakes off and just say, good, go for it. Do it, do it, do it, do it. And allow them to express that emotion. Yeah, because you, you're kind of, uh, you might have been, you, you're explaining people to the other ones holding the space, yeah. how to react yeah. uh, when somebody's experiencing uh, emotion, yes. releasing an emotion or uh, yeah. something like this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think every session we've had somebody that had a nice connection with their emotions. How did you come to do this? What put you, I know you heard about this in Paris, but yeah. were you predisposed before to this? What mm -hmm. was your path? So actually I received an energetic session of network spinal analysis 
just after graduation. Okay. And I didn't really experience much and I didn't really see very much. And I thought it was for people who don't know how to adjust. I thought, oh, this doesn't really do anything. I, mean, what? I don't know why they were doing this. Um, and I thought that for two years until a friend of mine invited me to go see this work and to hear Epstein speak. And I was like, when I heard it, it was, it just resonated with me. I mean, he's talking about the body becoming aware, creating its own strategies for change. And we can assist that process. It's like, wow. It's just, it was just amazing to me. And I just, had, I was convinced right there. And do you think as a child, you were into energy? What was your relationship with uh, energy? I really want to be normal. As a kid, I wanted to be normal. And I just realized that I wasn't normal. I remember see, reading books about ESP when I was seven years old. I remember reading about yogis and practicing being able to go into that state where you just don't even have to breathe. And I remember working with the energy in my body and my head to the point where I would be like asleep and these like lightning bolts would go off in my head. So yeah, no, I was- You were special. Okay. Yeah. I, I, it's, I'm still working through that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So you think you have, um, you will not like this question again, but do you think you have a special power? I try and deny it, but I think I have to admit yes. How do you take care of this power? I have downtime. Yeah, I, I can be extroverted. But I'm not extroverted. I need my downtime. I need my time in nature. I need my time alone. And that's how I take care of that. Is it exhausting for you to do these sessions? What's tiring for me are one-on-one -on -one sessions because I'm having to build the energy field. But in the group sessions, when there's you know, 12 people just there and present and focused and bringing it all together, then I can just work with that. And it's fun and it's easy. And I come out more energized than I started. In which environment did you grow up as a child? Nature. Um, my parents were wonderful, amazing people, very hands-off. And as kids, I mean, back in those days, kids just ran wild, you know, in a way. And I had woods behind my house and there were streams and there were frogs and salamanders and we would just be off walking around the forest. And, and I did have brothers and sisters, but I was there a lot of time alone in the forest. Do you have some tips uh, for people when they're feeling a bit tired or anxious? What mm. should they do? Okay. Um, peak. Were you there for peak? No, you missed the peak. Yeah, yeah, you remember yes. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's an energetic exercise that, that I've developed. But yeah, what can people do? Breathing, breath work, just basic square, square breath, box breath for helping to bring the, the nervous system back into parasympathetic um, state, relaxed, repose, connected state. I would say that just, just working with breath is a great way to reconnect and come out of stress. Okay. And the peak now that we've mentioned it. Yeah. So how can we explain peak? Okay. Is it the most efficient tool for you? Peak is a very quick and easy, efficient tool. Yes. Okay. So peak, how long does it last? It's 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Yeah. Okay. So for 30 seconds, basically what you, what you do is standing with your arms over your head, you activate every single muscle in your body from, okay. the, from the ground up. So it activates like so creating this. Yeah. You squeeze, squeeze okay. every muscle. And you work from the ground up at 50% of your maximum strength. And then you repeat holding that 50%. You're going to bring each part up to 75% of your maximum strength. And while you hold that, you go back from the bottom, from the feet up at 100% of your maximum strength. And you get to your maximum, maximum strength. Everything, everything is pressing, moving. The energy is moving up. And then you get to your maximum. You will release that by opening your arms to the sides, allowing your head to fall back, your chest to open and your spine to arch and you just hold that space and feel what it feels like how many times can you do that a day 
So it's kind of like coffee. You don't want to overdo it. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can do it you know, three times, times a day. Yeah, okay. several times yeah. a day. Yeah. But, and, and the more you practice, the more you get out of it. Okay. Yeah. And you can use it to get energy or before going to bed to calm you down or good, not? It, good question. Yes. It's, it really helps to balance the nervous system. So in the moments you need more energy and, and to be more focused and sharp, it brings that. In the evening, when your body is looking to find those those hormones for sleeping and, and rest and repose, it will move into parasympathetic too. If you're feeling pain, do you ever have back pain or something like this? <laughs> I, I hate to admit this. As a chiropractor, I used to have one or one or two episodes a year where my back was out, and I would be in bed for a couple of days, like crawling to the toilet wow, and all that. Okay. Wow. But there's something we haven't talked about yet, which is Resosense, which is a personal practice that I've developed based on resonance and it uses a very specific gentle movement to bring the body into resonance with its fundamental frequency and you can think about it sort of some people call it wiggling <laughs> but it's um moving the spine gently through its range of motion while you're lying down and practicing that you actually develop muscles and a coordination of your spine that you don't normally have it is an amazing way of, of healing but also of prevention And in the 10 years since I've been doing this, at mostly every day, I haven't had one episode of back pain. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Would you say the spine is the most important part of our body? Mm -hmm. Well, brain, I would go for sort of brain first and then spine second. Because that's, I mean, it's just the spinal cord is an elongation of your brain. Yes, because it protects the spinal cord. Without the, the, the spine, you wouldn't be able to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the most important to take care of because the brain... Right, okay. So that, well, that's... Okay, can, so now we're, we're getting yeah. back to Resosense. That yeah. movement I was telling you about, it's like brushing your teeth for your spine. Oh. For your body and for your life, <laughs> if you want to go that far. Wow. Yeah, so yeah, we have this amazing spine and who teaches us how to take care of it? I mean, we brush our teeth every day, twice a day, three times a day. And it's very important. It's wonderful. But what do we do for our spine every day? You know, what if you could wake up and in five minutes of gentle movement in bed even, be brushing your spine? What's the most spectacular transformation you've seen in your life? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, something that's spectacular is watching people who are paralyzed from the waist down move. Move their legs and, and feel. That can happen. Yeah. Yep. I've got a guy in my office who's been paralyzed for the last 20 years. And recently when he's been leaving my office, he leaves with pain in his legs. And he's so excited to have felt something that he hasn't felt in 20 years. David, uh, I'm going to end up this interview with sure. the same question I'm asking to all the guests of this podcast, Great. Harvest Series. Yeah. Uh, if there is one thing that gives you hope, what is it? Our capacity to plant seeds and like, Not just not literal seeds, but figurative seeds. Every day, we can be making changes in people's lives that have a ripple effect that go out from, from everywhere. That's, that's why I love working with therapists, because I know that everything I do to them just gets expanded out. And, but we can be doing that anywhere and every time, you know, anywhere and any time. Um, I was in the airport just last year coming back from somewhere, and, and a woman served me a, a glass of orange juice. And she was in such an ugly, nasty mood. And she says, this, this orange juice and like that. I'm just like, Oh, why did you do that? And then right from the back, this woman comes out. I can tell she's in charge. And I walked right up to that woman. I said, you know, you have an employee working here 
And she just served me a glass of orange juice with the most beautiful smile. And she just opened it. You know, I just felt so wonderful that when she came and gave me that, and I'm saying it loud enough so she can hear me. And I'm just watching this girl completely change her posture into something completely different and just allowing her to recognize that there's that possibility. And I have no idea what that will do to her in her life, but we can plant those seeds all the time. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much, David Biddle, for being here and um, for being in Harvest. Thank ah, you so much. Thank you, Rose. It's been wonderful. Thank you for tuning into this episode where David Biddle shared invaluable insights into deep energy awakening, the pivotal role of our spine in holistic wellness and practical tips for boosting our energy levels. If you liked this episode, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Leave us a glowing review and join our community on Instagram at Harvest Series. Also, catch the video version of our podcast on youtube.com slash harvest series. Our next episode promises an exclusive interview with Ray Maté, an artist and the wife of renowned Dr. Gabor Maté. This conversation marks Ray's inaugural podcast appearance recorded during Gabor Maté's transformative retreat in Kaplankaya, organized in collaboration with Harvest last May. Stay tuned for this unfiltered discussion. Until next time, stay inspired. Stay inspired.